0: And if you're listening to this in the morning time, and good afternoon, if it's the afternoon, it's your girl T, and this is part two of episode six, and on this episode, I have two people here joining me, and I just want to give them a second to introduce themselves, starting with Dro.
1: I'm Dro, Dogtown Dro, um, born in San Francisco, raised in San Francisco and West Oakland, San Francisco Mission District, Dogtown, West Oakland. Um... I'm um, I'm an artist, and um, uh, you know, uh a- a- um, aspiring activist. Um, I've uh, I've been in the streets for so long. I've um, like been through the system learn, um, learn learned shit from the inside and the out. And now I'm outside and I'm, I got, I've developed a mental where I'm able to assess and analyze things um, rather than just be encapsulated by it and be caught in the trap and in the moment. And um, I try to share game with, with those younger, with me, younger than me and um, offer my, um, like, Allegiance and support to those trying to push for change, and those that are trying to evade the traps of the system. Um, that's uh, that's my platform, and that's what I hope to achieve, and that's what where I you know,
2: being partaking in this podcast, this conversation, and interaction. Basically, yeah. I'm, uh, Ilya Sato, I go by Equipto, hip hop artist out of San Francisco. Um, somewhat of a I guess you know an activist or which I like to consider a freedom fighter as well you know I mean pretty much because that's what it kind of boils down to in the last five years of my life I dedicated to police accountability social justice and connecting that with third world liberation as well across the country across this nation Um, but yeah I've been blessed to have a somewhat rap career in the Bay Area, you know, and, and took it to beautiful levels independently with a lot of my friends and folks. And as far as like what really kind of sparked things, I think was Mario Woods from Alex Nieto to Mario Woods and incidents like that that happened in San Francisco. And since then, it's pretty, been, pretty much been nonstop. Um, music's still been involved, obviously, involving the culture and and, every, and the music and the arts with the struggle. But yeah, it's been a lot of um, organizing and you know frontline work, direct action, civil disobedience and bridging the gaps, you know. Okay.
0: <clears throat> okay, so on part 2, I basically want to stay with the same theme of how social media can change your opinion or help better prove your opinion. So that being said, I just wanted to say a few rules for the table. <clears throat> The first one is one mic, one sound, and that's pretty self-explanatory, one person talk at a time. (laughs) The second one is to agree to disagree. This is not a debate table, so nobody is here to personally attack anybody. If you disagree with somebody's opinion, then you just disagree with it. The third one is um, no longer than three to five minutes, depending on the topic, um, 10 minutes max honestly and I just feel like anything over that would just be you wanting to hear yourself talk <laughs> and you know we don't want to be chatterboxes on here we want to just hurry up and get straight to the point and the fourth one is this is made to be fed off each other this is not an interview status type thing where I just read off a question and we just answer it and go on to the next one nice. um, Another one is if you're gonna use a, like a statistic or something, make sure that it's fact-checked before you say it. And the last, lastly, uh, just be unapologetically you. Just be you. So I'm just gonna jump right into it. So my first, my first question I wanna ask is basically your definition of racism and what makes somebody a racist to you? Because some people consider people racist if. Like, they're not black and they use the N-word. Some people would consider them racist. So I just want to know you guys' definition of, like, what racism is and what can categorize somebody as a racist. Drew.
1: Okay. Um, I want to, I, I like, I would like to start with um, how um, racism as we know it have has become established here in America where we live and even, I mean, it's it's most dominant in the Western world and um, the Western world's perspective on the rest of the world. Now, I want to uh, set the, personally, I want to set, uh, I like to set a precedence that racism as we know it, um, birth of uh, colonization, um, once um, Europeans may like, Set it in their mind and, and uh, executed the say like the colonialization of America and deemed those not of um, of their um, genesis their their racial origin deemed those as less than and expendable. Um, then it, then that to me is what set into place um the standard of racism of white uh euro supremacy um the indigenous being less than expendable um african um descendants being uh expendable and and like non-human and uh that since since since, uh, since that establishment and since that uh colonialization period um that hierarchy has maintained throughout society um by way of uh brutality um their their propaganda um and uh you know just just uh common commonplace practices uh, capitalism um societal racism and uh and then you know then we have um racist aggressions between each other but it it, it um stems from uh the colonialization of america here as, as long as as far as we're concerned as american citizens um and uh and to me that's what racism is is uh um, a hierarchy that that deems white people superior to black and brown people. That's how I assess racism, yeah.
0: aka the justice system. <laughs> right, <laughs> you broke
2: it down, right? Okay. Th- I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, I look at it as folks that you know, the, a, a racist person looks at some downgrades on somebody because of their skin color. I think, you know what I mean, it's kind of like, that. that's what I've witnessed, you know, I've seen happen, you know, to folks, like, you know what I mean, growing up, worldwide, worldwide, so yeah, racism, it, it, it definitely deals with, you know, black and brown folks, specifically black folks, you know what I mean, because we have brown folks that are racist towards black folks, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. and, this is something that definitely has to be, you know, talked about. But I look, yeah, it's simple. It comes to skin skin tone, you know, and it all definitely stems from white supremacy, like you were saying.
0: For sure. Okay, so um, I just think that racism is basically just systematic, systematic oppression. That's basically my only idea that I can... Think of, I mean, du- dog, <laughs> dog, I wanna call you dog so bad. Dro went into the deeper aspect of it, of like the whole white supremacy and stuff, but it really just has to do with the system. It's really just the system. So I just wanna talk about integration and segregation, the whole idea of that, and should we really have even been integrated, and even after we were quote unquote integrated, were we really even integrated? So I just feel like my opinion on it is we should have just stayed segregated. We should have just stayed um, being two separate races, two separate everything. That's just my personal opinion because even when we were integrated, we were still treated as if we were segregated. Nothing, nothing changed. Um, we were still um, being killed by police officers and not even just white police officers, any police officers. There's There's been cases of police officers that are, like, Hispanic that have gotten away with killing black men. So it's not just white police officers. It's just, at, at some point in time, it's going to become people in general is going to be able to get away with killing black people and not just a specific group being the police officers. And... Yeah, how do you guys feel about the whole integration segregation thing?
1: So you, um, so when uh, when we when we uh, like analyze and assess, um, and I'm not I'm not like uh, any sort of doctor to to like break break things things down so um, <laughs> categorically, but. Um, it was put. It was. It was uh, put to me as what tangible uh, benefits have can we account for by way of uh, integration as as a as a black community, um, and, uh, and and. No, that's oh, that okay. that's, that's right that's the, that's the point is that um like what tangible benefits can we account for other than uh like the cute idea of um my black kid goes to school with your white kid and how cute is that shit but like um as cute as that shit might could be like Beside besides that, what uh, what tangible benefits uh, do we get besides a sense of inclusion? And uh, as it was put, as it was put to me, have we have we uh, benefited financially? Have we benefited um, health wise? Ha- has our family structure uh, been more solidified before or after um, uh, integration uh, uh, took it took its effect and ran its course? And like. Um, they don't. They don't like to uh, talk about, and so f- so few of us uh, today know. And um, and you know, by the way, of the godsend of uh, internet and um, and research, and like and like like our our elders and OGs like uh, putting us up on um, um, uh, places like um, Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, and uh, Rosewood out in Florida. Um, Uh, self-sustaining black communities and and, um, black economies that were uh, pillaged and destroyed by um, our our white peers and such, Um, presumably just for being self-sustaining and being... being um upstanding you know that was that was seen seen as uh as a threat and just just uh like you know insult to white supremacy i suppose i wasn't i wasn't there but that we like they're nowhere to uh to be like we can't we can't reference them no more and uh and so now we're we've we've uh, got this we we have the sense of integration, so to speak, where uh, black people basically occupy the lower rung of um, white society, otherwise, um, where we're primarily in uh, impoverished communities of our of our own. Whereas prior, uh, we were on route to being, and we were at one point. Pre-integration, uh, self-sustaining, and and you know now we're now we're broken. Now we're more so broken as a people. Um, you know, in my opinion, after the the, the demolition of our self-sustaining Black communities, um, and uh, that's where we're left at. Right, feel. Black
0: Wall Street, like what you're right. about.
1: Right. Yeah, t- Black Wall Street in Tulsa. You know firebombed by uh, white American government for explanations I have yet to find.
0: Just because they didn't want the black people to win. You know, I feel like when we all come together, that's when they fear us the most because they know that that's when we're the most powerful and that's when we can ultimately actually overpower them if we actually if we all as a community invest in each other and in each other only, we will actually get way farther than act- than what we believe. Cause some people, they don't believe it. They just, they just think it's nothing to boycott these places and to spend your black dollar at black owned businesses. They think that that's just something that's we doing for the moment. And I feel like it's something that needs to be done forever. You know, every, every, Race or nationalities supports and hires their own and their businesses, and makes sure that everyone in their culture and in their race and in their community grows together as a whole equally. I feel like black people um the black community lack um unity because we always feel like we have to be against each other, and it's always some. Um, some type of envy and some type of jealousy and some type of you always feel like you're getting, you always feel like you can get better if you have a white accountant or, a, or a white anything white you feel mm-hmm. like is better or you feel like you'll get more of how am I gonna put this like?
1: It feels like we're in a constant race and competition with each with other the, to right. have a better standing in white America and um and that create that creates like um. Racism, um, like it, ju- it, ju- it just feeds into the racist society that they've uh, created for us. Whereas, mm-hmm. had we had we been in a in a black um, re- remained in a black uh, inclusive uh, societal structure and, and economy, it wouldn't it there wouldn't be this sense of um, trying to keep up with um, any any uh, right yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, like any any race to uh be higher on uh, on like you know the standing standing uh, like our individual standings with white people you know people get be like like brothers get a promotion at a company that that some white man owns and and like you know he he got a sense of uh higher standing than a brother that's got an entry level position. Um, but with, but but each of us is still working for the white man. So you know, like, what well, what sense of ownership or or like uh, entrepreneurship or or s- like self-sustaining you know measure do we have for real?
0: That's why I was watching a Dr. Umar <laughs> interview, and he said it best: when uh, when they start acting like that, you could argue that they actually want to be a white man themselves, and they actually want to have that type of power and not actually stand with their community like, like how you said, creating right. racism um racism between in in the community.
1: Right. Inside the community. I mean that's been the constant race, right? Like Niggas started out trying to straighten their hair to, to be like the white men, and niggas want to run to Italian designer stores and buy shit designed for European white men. And stuff like they, ra- they rather like drop uh, stupid bags on on European designer shit, and and for- and niggas want their foreigns and shit want to drive European cars and shit rather than like support their their brothers and um mm-hmm. and like be be proud of dropping a bag on some black uh, created shit or, or create some shit for themselves. Like it's, we're in such a constant competition and race to, to, um, stunt on, on the gram about some drip that came from some white men and shit. Like, you know, they're not, they're not in a race to, um, to promote their, um, their consumership of our products and our, uh, our, um, our art and stuff, stu- mm-hmm. shit. So why are we like, why are we such a in such a race to find, um, find like, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I, I do, I do. Cause when I was at the lake on on the fourth, this is a good example of, um, they just want to, um, they don't want to support by spending their money. They rather support by being at the rallies, and they feel like them being at the rallies and them being at the protest is is them actually helping us. I'd rather you spend your money at black owned businesses and help us help fix fix the system and not just not just fix standing outside with me with my fist up in the air. There was a lot of people that wasn't black <laughs> and was other races that was there with signs and in all black like how they were supposed to be But wouldn't speak to not one black person. Would just walk Mm -hmm. right by them. Wouldn't even look us in our eyes. Mm -hmm. We didn't stop at not no tables. Didn't Mm -hmm. buy not one thing. It was rare that somebody that wasn't black actually came up to the table to actually buy something.
1: And don't let it be a one-off. Like don't just do it because we out there for the like protesting for the fourth. Like we gotta we gotta make it um a, a consistent. Exercise a consistent behavior to be inclusive with our dollar like they are with their dollar white white people ain't in a rush to Spend their money in the hood and spend their money with black folk But every day every day we spend we spend we give our money back to white America And ain't nobody giving their money back to black America. That's not already black for one part um I want q i wanna i wanna ask you about like some uh some tangible ideas and ways that um like um to to sustain our minority communities and stuff um to to um you know further emancipate ourselves from the dependency on on white america
2: yeah i mean I, like you were talking like has it ever worked has integration worked you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> no you know what I mean like so it's kind of like nah man you know and exactly like I think and it's tough because I you know I, I've dealt with growing up in the Fillmore and growing up in the mission so I know how it is like you know you can see a lot of culture you go through the mission right you see the murals mm-hmm. you see certain things you see the taco trucks you see but that shit is all controlled by city shit you know mm. what I mean like the city dollar and and like it, it lets you know like they want the culture but they don't want the folks there like a lot of you know right. the, the mission is gone right. you know what I mean like right. you see the murals and the few folks are still dangling here and there of course and, the, and the families and the poor are still striving but it's like you love the culture of it just like the same thing as as far as the Fillmore and the Black culture, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fillmore of the West, Harlem of the West. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like that was where jazz was going down. Like, but it trickled down, you know, it trickled down, it trickled down until where there had to be an organization in San Francisco called the last three percent. Three percent black Man. folks in San Francisco. You Man. know what I mean? Like yeah. and, and that was the organization at a point. I always get
1: and, and for reference, yeah. I, uh, I think I think it was only like ten years, ten years, maybe maybe fifteen to twenty, but we was like ten percent. We was like ten percent um before the millennium turn. And now we now we like the last we three percent now. You know. You can imagine who the uh, who who accounts for that other seven percent that ain't us. Right. And, like, and
2: you can imagine and like I said, we're I know the rules we're not mentioning percentages or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're, right. we're, yeah, I I know imagine what the that. population <laughs> no, but that's factual. No, that's okay. I think that was but fact. imagine what the population is for black and brown folks in prison, right? Or in oh, eight fifty yeah. you know what I mean? But oh, yeah. on the streets it's like, oh, three percent to twelve percent and then so it all trickles.
1: Down. I think I think it's an uh, important conversation to talk about where that seven percent went, and um, and that's a that's a conversation that they that San Francisco doesn't want to t- talk about because mm-hmm. that seven percent they not they not doing sweet like. Like we was we was barely sustaining when we were in the hoods in San Francisco. Now they forced us out the hoods, uh, our own hoods, and now we had to like try to assimilate into other folk hoods, um, and that shit don't like if you if you if you from the hood or you like you've been in struggle then you can imagine how hard that shit might could be to to have to get displaced and um try to start um your life and you might already got kids by now um man a lot of them uh, I, i like I'm I'm leading towards a lot of them brothers don't make it, and that's why that's why to me personally gentrification is violence because them bro, them brothers don't just leave San Francisco and now they doing hella good in Sacramento or Stockton and shit. A lot of them a lot of them niggas man them niggas ain't ain't making. A lot of them niggas get like succumb to street violence or uh, locked in prison right now, but because of means of desperation. That's my word. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I, just <laughs> I just felt that. I just felt that I like that. So, um, since we're talking about races, <laughs> and that's basically going to be the topic throughout the whole thing, how, I just want to ask, how do you guys, because me and me Drew and was talking about this last night for a little bit over the phone, how do you feel about people that are Afro blank? And I mean like Afro Latina, Latino, like, afro-cuban um do you feel like sometimes they stick the word afro in front of their race when it's beneficial for them when something happens to black people
1: okay um i, I want to hear you give oh, me okay. your perspective i to say i'll start
0: it <laughs> off so me okay this is just my opinion <laughs> me personally i feel like Sometimes, no not sometimes, most of the times they add the word afro to be to be a part of the black community. Now, me personally, I do not consider afro latina, afro cuban, afro puerto rican, afro anything else that you could be afroized. I do not I do not put you guys in the African American bubble. And the reason I say that is because nine times out of ten, you guys are not let me not, that sounds really bad. Afro people. They like to How do I Okay, so mom and dad of those of the of the Afro person aren't black. Grandpa and grandma of the uh, grandpa and grandma aren't black. Your great-grandpa and grandpa aren't black, but your great-great-great-great-great-great- great, 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 however many greats back grandpa was black. I, and after all that, it's been whatever Hispanic, whatever Puerto Rican, Cuban, Latina, whatever happened after that. That Latina and Cuban, I feel like, done fucked the black out of you, and at that point, you are not black no more, in my eyes, that's just me. Just because you have the darker skin and your hair is a little bit nappier does not mean that when shit jump off that you part of the black community just because you add the word afro in front of whatever you are. I like to go by whatever you identify as on a job application. When you apply for the job, if you don't check other and put Afro-Latina or Afro-Cuban or Afro-Puerto-Rican, if you click, if you check off Hispanic, I feel like that's what you need to identify as because... I feel like it, it, it confuses people because it just, I feel like it confuses people because then people consider you black. And a lot of afro cubans do, do
1: they consider them black? I don't, see, see that's the thing. <laughs> some people do that. So, when
0: I be on Twitter sometimes, some people, the people on Twitter really will go hard. Like they'll say Cardi B black. Cardi B mama ain't, and daddy ain't black. Them is Puerto, Puerto, Puerto Ricans. Them is Puerto Ricans. So some people be trying to say that she's black. I, boom just how you said last night Fat Joe be trying to pull the afro whatever he is mm-hmm. when it's time for some black people unity to jump off I, I just don't like that mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel like they like to put afro so they can say the n-word cause for some reason people like that word they think it's like a a uh, just the word of the day, the word of the year, word of the century or something. And yeah, we gotta stop that. Cause uh, uh, mm. I'm not the type that lets you say it by me. No. I don't like that. No. <laughs> I'm not your N word and you not mine. So no. you cannot, I don't like that. So how do y'all feel about Afro people?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, to, I, I think um, to clarify or like uh, add, add a little bit more context, um, think we're talking about um, the the people the hispan like Hispanic people of um of like some southern origin that um that that derive from places that um there may have been like um some slave ship um, yeah I to
0: say I understand Cuba and Puerto Rico was the slave ports right, at the time so there is right. some blackness that's why I say if it's all the way back that little one
1: percent of black that you is, I just I so my my, my thing is like like are you are you black in America and do you do you uh, like do you can you do you appreciate that struggle personally? Like um if you're if you've been if you've been passing as Spanish, like and you don't and you and you're not like heavily melanated or you don't have like and you got you might got wavy hair or whatever and like yeah clearly clearly you're not like white and european but like do you do you face the subjugation and the persecution that your black men peers uh face um mm-hmm. you feel me like and those those are the brothers that like their ancestors had to endure um the uh like like all the, all the tyranny um, from slavery through Jim Crow and, and, um, civil rights stuff. And like, like, uh, them, them as the brothers, them as the elders and, and ancestors that, um, uh, was, was, were like reassociated the N word and, um, re, uh, um, like kind of co co-opted it, um, in, in a sense. And, and, and the brothers and the youngsters that like people like myself and 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 my brothers and my peers and my, my like my father and and so, so on like you know it's a colloquial um, like a familiar um, association thing that has been passed on to us. Um, where whereas like uh these spanish kids their parents don't talk like that like like how you, how you reference you uh uh t was telling me how um mexican kid behind her at the at the store was dropping hella m bombs hella and like over and like, like
0: ginger ale and well, talking about some ginger ale niggas water <laughs> niggas, <juice laughs> niggas like you did not just need to say that many times in front of my black ass like hey right you know. his
1: his parents uh knows, right yeah daily yeah. daily yeah, Day- Day- City, yeah, they, South City, and stuff and like. They
0: think that that's Bay Area culture. They think that the N word is part of no, Bay Area culture. No, it's not. For real. It's not Bay, Bay culture. Is curse, is right. It, it's sad.
1: Right, um, no, it's uh like y'all y'all parents don't talk like that. You you took that from hip hop. You took that from from black folk. You can't even and say that in the house. No, you can't. <laughs> and uh and and blood, like you don't face what we face out here. You don't face what like you you got a you got a black homeboy and maybe he give you a pass when you whip, bruh But but you don't deal with what dog deal with. And 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 uh like you know what I'm saying. Police don't treat you the way police treat treat niggas. So don't don't act like don't don't like don't put on like that fam like right. that ain't that ain't the look so so um and then uh you know Fat Joe's like a is a um point case point for for me cuz he been he been he made a career off of. Um, dropping them bombs, and I know it's a different climate, and maybe I'm I'm out of my uh, out of my zone to talk about uh, folk in New York and stuff. But um, I personally like um, as far as like like we don't in the in the Bay like I I get that on the street level that 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 shit passes sometimes, but like in hip hop we don't really have so much of that right like like we like mm-hmm. like the brothers don't really give. Um, does is a pass for for that shit.
0: You want to know? Okay, just I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but. Like okay, I you know, I've been binge watching Dr. Umar. That's yeah. that's my mans right there. Yeah. So like the fact that people in hip hop say it, if you what well, well, by what he said, other races shouldn't even be in hip hop or rap because it should be a black people thing. And when he said that, he was just like you don't see no Chinese person mm-hmm. in a Marachi band. Like mm-hmm. you see Hispanics in a mariachi band. You don't see no black person in K-pop. You see what are they? Chinese, Japanese. I don't want to offend, but you K-pop see them is in K-pop. Oh, Korean. I think I think that's what the K is for. <laughs> <laughs> that's so you see that. So it's like that's where he was going with it. So even if the excuse was hip hop, they shouldn't even have really been in hip hop. To start, well, to they begin gotta with. they Go gotta
1: pay homage to uh, whom uh, it created hip hop, and you know this. Like speak, speaking to uh, when you talk about, um, I got I kind of got into it with a Hispanic kid because he was uh, he was on um, he was online trying to claim like 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 white people gotta uh, respect and pay homage to to us for for hip hop, and I'm like, yo, let's be clear, homeboy, like like you brown, like like make sure you. Uh, pay yeah, homage my, my to to ass. the brothers that put it down like blood this came this came from African tribal drumming and shit and it's and right. and um and we're here as the evolution of um of the hip-hop um revolution that occurred in New York by way of a bunch of brothers that you know were you know like in the trenches with it and yeah there was some there was some uh Puerto Ricans there and like but you know let's be clear like uh this is this is black culture. This is um, uh, African American, however you want to call it. Please take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you um, could
0: talk about it next. How do you um, feel um, about
1: it? I mean, uh, like E E's perspective as a non-black person in hip hop, I think is uh like and and he shows so much uh, respect oh, for it. Like, like a, I, yeah. I doubt that he
0: disrespects.
2: Oh no, me. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I've learned my dad. I grew up under my dad, who is Art Sato. He's like a jazz DJ, jazz you know, uh, historian out here in Oakland. And he always told me to partake in black culture. You have to be respectful and honorable and understand what's going on, you know what I mean? Like, and always use your voice to uplift, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, as well. So it was always a thing. Like, I had to learn through it, though, of course. You know, you mm-hmm. look through the timeline of my music and shit, you know, it wasn't always, like, respectful. It was just, you know... A lot of it was just fun bullshit, keep it real, you know? But you learn through black culture period, not just black music, you know what I mean? Like everything mm-hmm. that I learned from from Marvin Gaye, Gil Scott Heron, mm-hmm. you know, James Brown, you know what right. I mean? Like all that. You know what I mean? so it's and and beyond that it's really like for me it's like Eric Dolphy, Rasson Roland Kirk, John Coltrane, Mal Waldron. You know, like, and it just goes on. So I was always taught, like, you know, like, you got to be respectful with what you're doing, and always, you know, and if you if you're gonna partake in it, then you have to understand that it's black culture. You know what I mean? You're not here to benefit off it. You're not here to, you know, joy ride off Mm -hmm. it. You know, so it's always a, to me, it's a confliction always. You know what I mean? Always, you have to be able to balance that out just like with activism and everything else right? mm-hmm. so saying black lives matter and things like that you know what i mean you have to know your place and understand your role in that mm-hmm. as a non-black person mm-hmm. you know what i mean but understand in america right this is the, the primary struggle is the black struggle yeah. you know what i mean like you right. have to acknowledge that it's a, it's, mm-hmm. as well as the land that we're on from indigenous folks right. you know what i mean like right. You know, right. it's like, this is the land, and this is the, the labor that it came from, you know what I mean? Like, so it is, you know, the, the connection of the music and everything and people being here is, is is crazy, you know? It's like, but you have to basically, I think it's always to remind people, you know what I mean? Like, where it came from, and, mm-hmm. you know, if you're making a million dollars off that shit, you know, with, you, you got to get that shit back, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. they're, they're, And that's where the problem really lies into, I think,
1: I took I took exception uh, with G Easy in a song recently, um, and he he's a rap a white rapper making millions of dollars off of rap music. I don't know so much about Dog and and his career his his origin. I know that he claims Bay, um, but I don't, I never seen anybody in the Bay claim him. And in a recent song, um, I. I would have to like find the reference cause I heard it half of the time and that was it. And that would be it. But he, he he, he referred, he referred to himself as the King of the Bay and I'm like, and like in a rap context though. And I'm like, dog, like how, how insulting and disrespectful and undermining is that shit knowing how many, how many brothers them put it down. Not, not just brothers, but in the Bay, uh, we like like when we talk about Bay hip-hop right we got brothers at the helm but but we got we got the homies like equipped here and a lot of hispanic and like brown homies that like really put it down like like uh me he was just putting me up on a lot of a lot of like brown homies from the mission in san francisco that been putting work to to keep Uh, hip-hop relevant and alive in San Francisco and in the Bay Area to have some white dude come and say that he the king of the Bay Area in a rap context like dog that's not your place
0: at all (laughs) Uh, when um, when you were talking about um, respecting the Black Lives Matter movement E. uh, E. Sorry (laughs) when you you were talking about yeah respecting the the Black Lives Matter movement. I feel like um, two things that get said a lot that disrespect, that actually disrespect the Black Lives Matter movement, and it actually gonna go to my next point is uh, when people say all lives matter, <laughs> and when people try to um, discredit the Black Lives Matter movement by saying, quote unquote, black on black crime is something that we need to stop first. And um, I've said it a lot of times over and over again on my episode that I just don't believe in black-on-black crime. It's something that's not real. It's something that the white man created to further divide us in the community, and it's something that we heard at one time and ran with it inside the community, and now we all really believe that it's a real thing. Um, I just think crime is crime. (laughs) Crime has no race to it. And if they do want to talk about quote-unquote black-on-black crime, I feel like the real conversation... Should actually be gun violence and not just a certain group killing another certain group. And um, there's a lot of celebrities and a lot of rappers that don't use their platform right and try and think that they're preaching, saying things like, um, yeah, we have to stop killing each other in the community mm-hmm. before... Um, how could no? How could we stop? How do we expect the white man to stop killing us when we kill each other? Type type right. shit. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. oh, that shit be
0: grinding <laughs> my motherfucking gears. Like, how could you say some shit like that? You basically just saying like, it's okay that he killing us and we killing us too. Right. He basically, right. oh my god. Then they try to say we do the white man's job by killing each other. You doing the white man's job by saying that message out. Keep yeah. putting that damn narrative right. out. That black on black crime is a thing. So. How y'all feel about it? How y'all feel about it?